encouragement? Then welcome to Pikeville Apostolic Church, where you'll find love and encouragement from the pulpit to the pew. You'll be inspired and encouraged by the atmosphere of praise and worship as our praise team ushers you into the presence of the Lord. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Pikeville Apostolic Church. Get ready for another powerful study in the Word as Pikeville Apostolic Church airs their midweek Bible study on their Facebook page located at Pikeville Apostolic. You can join us every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. and join us for in-person services on Sundays at 2 p.m. The church is located at 4754 Raccoon Road, Raccoon, Kentucky. If you don't have a home church, come on out and make Pikeville Apostolic Church your home church. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another Pipeful Apostolic Church midweek Bible study right here online on this Tuesday night. We certainly appreciate all of you that's joined us tonight. We hope you've had a great day and enjoyed your beginning of your week, and we just had a great time. I appreciate all of our uh, folks that came with uh, everyone over to uh, our CAC homecoming services. Didn't Brother Scott preach two powerful messages? I am telling you, uh, he preached, and the Lord was moving. The Lord was healing. The Lord was delivering. There was a lot of stuff going on. This weekend, and we certainly appreciate all of you who got to come over. And some of you didn't get to come because of sickness, and uh, we are still praying because we know that some are still under the weather. But uh, we want to uh, just remind everyone of some announcements that uh, may be coming up. Uh, these all deal with CAC, so just keep these in mind. Uh, we want to remember our Harvest Time Crusade, which is coming up. That's going to be in November. That's just around the corner. And so that's going to be in November. And also, uh, I guess I should make this mention first since it's coming up. Uh, CAC Trunk or Treat is coming up. And uh, that is going to be, I think it's on a Tuesday night. Tuesday night. That's October the 31st. And that will be on a Tuesday evening. October 31st, and it begins at 6 and goes through 8 p.m. So keep that in, in mind because we want to remind everyone we're not celebrating Halloween by any means. We are simply uh, helping people understand more about Jesus. So we're witnessing to them, and we'll give out information concerning uh, the churches at Pikeville and CAC so come on out and be with us. That'll be Tuesday, October the 31st, and that'll be 6 to 8 p.m. Keep that in mind. And then our Harvest Time Crusade is coming up. That's Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m. Brother Buddy Puckett's going to be with us. Saturday night, November the 18th, 7 p.m. Brother James Chesser. Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m. Brother Michael Maupin. And since we're having a dinner on that day, I would guess we will call off Sunday service on November the 19th. So keep that in mind. Also, uh, we'd like to let you know that uh, uh, we have some prayer requests that we need to make mention of. But also, uh, we do have 
one more service, our Christmas program, CAC Christmas program is coming up. And uh, that will be, uh, let me refresh my memory. Um, I'm thinking that will be on a Sunday night. I do know that. And it's going to be Sunday, and that will be, I think, December the 10th, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, I will double-check that just to make sure. And it begins at 6 p.m., so keep that in mind. And then to round out the year, CAC is going to have our New Year's Eve celebration. So you uh, don't want to miss that. It's always a good time. We just come. We thank the Lord for seeing us through. And that will be on a Sunday night this year. And that is going to begin at 9 p.m. going through um, past midnight. And uh, we always have a good time. We have a good turnout uh, those nights. So um, uh, we want you to be a part of that. And that will be December the 31st. And... Um, I'm thinking that uh, that is on a Sunday. So I will double-check that. But if anybody knows, put it in there because I have been known to mess up a few announcements. So <laughs> let's see if I got it right here. Uh, celebration Sunday, December 31st. Got that right. Sunday, December the 10th. Oh, I'm I'm batting a 1,000. I'm batting a 1,000. So... Uh, yeah, we're getting all of that just right right, right now. So uh, with that said, uh, we do want to make those announcements so that you can prepare to be in any and all of those services. And, of course, if you'd like to listen to our radio broadcast, you can do that Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the List Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world, that's Q95FM.net. And you can also watch our uh, television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And uh, if um, if you want to watch us on Mountaintop Media TV, you can do that 2 to 2.30 p.m. Maybe you don't get those satellite channels or cable channels and you can still go to the internet and watch us on Sundays. But of course, we at Pipeful Apostolic Church are having church, so you can't go watch us if you attend Pipeful Apostolic Church. Come on out and see us in person. That'd be even better. And also, let's see what else we got going on here. I got my announcements in. We need to remind everyone of our prayer requests. Of course, we have... Uh, Many on the list, and we want to make mention of these uh, because it's so important that we not forget that some people are sick and need a touch. Sister Debbie Bryant had contacted me this evening and said that something has happened to her knee that she had operated on, and it's just given her a lot of pain. Uh, the doctors have given her some exercises to do, but if that doesn't help, then they may have to look at some other things 
And by all means, we do not want her to have to go through surgery again. So let's uh, be praying for Sister Debbie Bryant. Also, Liam and Natalie Day, let's remember them in prayer. Uh, let's remember uh, Sister Debbie Ratliff's niece. Her name is Ashley. Let's remember David Justice, Diane Atkins, Brenda Fraley, Zinley Francis, Gina Bryant, Danny Scott, uh, Sister Belinda Briggs. Uh, well, she's always been Briggs me, but Sister Belinda Justice, and and Norman Dameron, Marie and Jennings Norman, and Doug and Kathy Kendrick. Let's remember all of these in prayer because all of these need healing. If you have a prayer request or praise report, you can do a few things. You can put it in the uh, comment section. You can put it in the chat room, or you can uh, send those to us. And, of course, you can send that to prayer at org or pastor at org. You can call in 606-262-7000. And uh, Sister Belinda says she's still having vertigo, so we do want to Pray and ask the Lord to move for her in a mighty way. You can uh, follow us on our website, pipeforapostolic.org. A lot of new stuff, good stuff to check out there, so be sure you check that out. And you can follow us on Twitter. Well, it's not Twitter anymore. It's just X. Yeah, it's just an X. And it's kind of like the old saying, one time the old farmer went to the store and he was going to buy something. They said, well, all you have to do is put your name right here. And he said, uh, put an X right there beside that line. And uh, he said, oh, I can't do that. I said, that's my daddy's name. Yeah, I need a drum roll for that or a rim shot. But anyway, uh, it's not really known as Twitter anymore, but it'll always be Twitter. So that's Pike UPC that you can find us at, so make sure that you check us out there. Also, if you are not on the list, and there's a lot of people on the list, but some are still not, and maybe we got a cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulty, something happens, we can't get on the air, and you're sitting there in front of your laptop, PC, smartphone, or tablet, and you're wondering, why is not the broadcast on? And why aren't they having service on Sunday? What's really going on? Well, if you don't know, get your phone out. Right now, and just like you see on the screen, go ahead and text. And this is going to be what you're going to text. You're going to text at Pike UPC, at Pike UPC, just like you see it on the screen, to the number 81010. That's all you do. Uh, and it, remember, don't use Messenger. You have to actually, like your phone message, you're going to text from one phone to another. Uh, that's what it is. It's not Facebook Messenger. You can't get connected on that. So uh, always remember that, at Pike UPC to the number 81010. And we'll let you know what's going on. Well, I'm glad to be with you tonight. I hope you're glad to be with us tonight. And we are uh, still working on the kitchen. We hope to get it uh, finished very, very soon so that we can uh, start getting some other things done in the church. But most of all, get a Sunday school started so we can get some little kids in Sunday school and it's going to take a team it's going to take a team for us to do that so uh, we're going to team up and uh, Sunday school's going to uh, be for the little kids and the adult class also and then have church uh, like we normally do so uh, it, it appears that probably Sunday school will start about one 
and then uh, that'll give us an hour, and then we'll have our regular service at 2. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to have some great stuff happen in the very near future. I believe the Lord's getting ready to uh, add to the church daily such as should be saved. All he said for us to do is keep watering and keep planting and keep watering, and he would give the increase. Well, we've got a great study tonight for you, and uh, we want to uh, just go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to bless uh, each and every one of those on the prayer list as well as all of those uh, that are viewing tonight, whether you're at home, whether you're at work, uh, if you're on your phone, if you're on a computer, uh, ever how you're watching us, I'm glad you have joined us. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you blessed us to utilize this platform to teach your word, to gather with your people from all across the U.S. and around the world, to have Pikeful Apostolic Church midweek Bible study and continue to teach your word and to reach out to those in their homes, hospital, nursing home, wherever they may be this hour. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we deliver the word today, that we will have the word line upon line, precept upon precept, rightly dividing word of truth so that you will get honor from everything we say and do. And, Lord, we want to give you the praise. We want to give you the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Well, I was um, I was thinking about uh, you know songs and things that uh, maybe could be sung to kind of open up the service. Uh, uh, then I thought, well, maybe we'll just jump straight into uh, the word tonight. I was I was thinking of a couple of songs, and I don't know before the service ends, we might break out in one of them, but. Um, I just want to talk to us uh, tonight uh, about something important uh, because, uh, you know, anytime that you look in the Word of God, it is important. Every word is there for a reason. Every chapter, every verse, every uh, book is for a purpose. And we want to always remember that everything we read uh, we may not understand everything, and we may not grasp everything, but everything we read is important. Of course, during the weekdays, Monday through Friday, we are going on the CAC Daily iCast. We're studying the book of Revelation, and uh, that's kind of a difficult book, but it is a, ne a necessary book. If I was to ask 90% of the people would say, if I was to ask them, uh, what is the book of Revelation about? Most people would say, oh, future events, things that are coming, uh, you know, the chaos, the battles, and all of that. But actually, the book of Revelation is entitled The Revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the revealing of who Jesus is. With that said, we, we need to understand that that is exactly what the Bible is, is telling us from Genesis to Revelation telling us about the one who is uh, our Savior, the one who is our God, the one who is our help, our healer, our hope, our strength, our strong tower. Oh, we could go from A to Z, and we could name off all the things that the Lord is, and then he would be more than that. So um, 
we, we want to study the word tonight, and we want to go into the book of Second um, Corinthians chapter 2. Second Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 11 is where we want to pick up tonight. And it says simply this, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, I want to go to the Lord in prayer, and well, today I want to uh, just entitle this uh, Satan's Devices, Satan's Devices. Uh, have you ever really thought about it? What are Satan's devices? Are they are they uh, things that we can uh, put our hand on? Are they tangible, intangible? Are they uh, weapons like uh, knives and guns? Or is there a lot of things in his arsenal, in his devices? that uh, we need to understand may not have anything to do with something that could physically harm us, but could spiritually harm us. So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we just study tonight, Satan's devices. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to gather together to study your word. I pray that you would bless us to rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, line upon line, precept upon precept. Lord, I praise you and I thank you for it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. The devil's devices, Satan's devices, we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, the Bible's very plain when it talks about things like this, but sometimes when we understand and get into the Greek and dig into the the depth of the of the um, definitions it gives us a little better and greater understanding. Uh, of course, New Living Trans- Translation says, "So that Satan will not outsmart us." That's right. Satan will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. I don't want to be outsmarted by the devil. Do you? I don't want to be outsmarted by the devil. I want to know his devices. I want to know his schemes. I want to know his ways. I want to know what he's up to so I can be one step ahead of the devil. So I won't be ignorant of those and not let them take us unawares or overcome us. That's the thing that we got to understand. So with this, I want to look at a few words in verse number 11. I'll bring this back up on the screen for you. Lest Satan should get an advantage. What what does it mean to get an advantage of something? Uh, it, it means to overreach or to overpower, defraud, defraud, make a gain. It is um, also to be covetous, which I thought was interesting. So we don't want Satan to get an advantage over us or 
to defraud us or to make gain of us or to overreach or overpower us, outsmart us. We want to know how to successfully battle the devil. I don't want to just strike a few blows and say, well, that's a pretty good fight and then win by decision. I want to knock the devil down. I want to knock him out. I want to make sure that every punch counts because he's going to counter with everything he can against the church. You know what he hates about the church? He hates a happy church. He hates a church full of the Holy Ghost. He hates a church that likes to shout. He hates a church that likes to praise Oh, it disturbs him when a church becomes a worshiping church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It tears the devil up. You know, the devil wants to always bring uh, distractions. Uh, we got to stay focused on our battle. Our battle is not with flesh and blood, our battle is not against a brother or sister. Our battle is not against each other or another church, but our battle is against the devil, the evil of the day, the immorality, and all that the devil's devices entail. That's our battle. I was thinking about a news report that I heard about Israel, and it was talking about how the Israel is focused on Hamas, which is on the west side in Gaza of Israel. But in the north, Hezbollah is starting to try to send distractions by sending over a few rockets and, a, and uh, some, uh, you know, um, uh, destruction in the northern part of Israel to distract from what they're trying to do. They can't really focus on Gaza if they're focusing on the north. And then you've got on the on the uh, east side of Israel, all the way across, uh, you got Iran, who is threatening, uh, you know, that if it escalates, that uh, they're going to get involved. So it's kind of like Israel is is right here in the in the middle, and you got a battle on the left, a battle on the right, a battle at the north, and yes, even at the south. But with that said, I thought, how easy is it that people get distracted in life when we're fighting our battles? We stay focused, and when we first get in church, we love to worship, we love to praise, we love to go to church, we love to read our Bible, we're excited about church, we're excited about the Lord. And then all of a sudden, all these distractions start coming, Maybe it's an old friend that starts distracting you. Maybe it's an old fleshly desire that starts distracting you. Maybe it's uh, something that uh, has caught your eye and, and uh, you become covetous of it. Um, just many things can distract us from staying focused on the battle. And if we're not careful, instead of being aware of the devil's devices, we will become ignorant. Now, that word ignorant um, 
is is a word that uh, if I looked at you and said you're ignorant, uh, you're probably going to be offended. Somebody looks at me and says I'm ignorant, I'm probably going to be offended, right? But ignorant means just literally unknown. It is something just in the simple terms not to know. It's not to know. It's to ignore. That's that's how we get the word ignorant. Ignore ant. Ignore rant. Ignore rant. Ignorant. So it's ignoring. One of the devices the devil has in trying to deceive us is to get us to ignore what the Lord is wanting us to do, leading us to do, and also to get us to ignore what his word says. The devil doesn't mind for us reading the word. He just don't want us to become doers of the word. He don't even care if we sit on a pew and hear it preached all the time because we were instructed not to be hearers only, but doers of the word. But the devil wants us to ignore the things of God. And how does he get us to ignore the things of God? He starts pulling us with distractions that are appealing to us. Now, I've heard people say this. They they talk about, they said, you know, I never did have a problem with drugs or alcohol or never had a problem with smoking or, uh, you know, any of the vices. Um, but then they said, but my my downfall was I liked to spend money. I, w- I was gambler. I was a... Uh, I like to shop and I'd overspend and all these things. So, you know, when you think about the devices of the devil, it's things that appeal to us, that gets us distracted from keeping our eye on the prize and the battle before us, you know, waging that battle and that war. Now, Israel's trying to get into Gaza. And, and trying to fight that battle. But here in the north, Hezbollah's bringing some distractions. On the west, here you've got, you know, um, on the east, rather, here you've got uh, uh, Iraq and all of those folks. Distractions to pull away from the focus of the true battle. And that's what the devil's devices are for, to distract us from the true battle. We're more than conquerors in Christ. So therefore, we ought to shout and praise the Lord every service and say, I am more than a conqueror. You ought to shout that tonight. I am more than a conqueror. Also, we understand that if we're not careful, we will be distracted from the word of God to where we will ignore it. How many times have you come home from work and you're exhausted and instead of reading your Bible, you decide to read the newspaper, read the magazine, uh, get on Facebook or get on Twitter, get on Instagram, see what the latest gossip is, watch the news, you know, take a nap. I mean, there's all sorts of things we can do. But if we're not careful we will be pulled at by the devices 
of the devil. The devil has devices that will pull us away from the word of God and we will become ignorant of his devices and ignorant of the word of God. We will start to ignore the things that we should be paying attention to. Have you ever seen somebody, uh, I'll just use little Perry Mason as an example, when uh, he's in the house and everything's okay and he's not wanting to go outside, I can whisper his name. I can just say, Perry. And he perks up and looks at me. I can be outside and he don't want to talk to me then. He don't want to pay me any attention then. And I'll say, Purry, and I'll scream at him, Purry, Purry. And he just still looks off like, you know what he's doing? He's ignoring me. He's ignoring me. If we're not careful, we will become ignoring, ignoring or ignorant of the devil's devices. We once knew these things. We once knew that, that sin, the wages of sin is death, but it seems like that people are being pulled away from that to think that they can sin and it's okay. We all know that the Bible talks about uh, different things uh, of, of coming out from among the world and being separate and uh, how that we're to be full of the Holy Ghost and power and, and all of these things, but as time goes on, it seems like the excitement and the joy of that starts waning. And the next thing you know, we start ignoring the things we once did or the things we need to do. So with that, we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, um, devices are things that are... Um, I like this. It's the intellect, the disposition, uh, the mind, the thought. So these devices are the thoughts of Satan, the mind of Satan, the disposition of Satan, the intellect of Satan, the perception, and then this final thing, the purpose the devil's purpose is to do nothing but to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his purpose. His purpose is to keep you out of heaven. He was there. He got kicked out. He don't want you there. So instead of coming up, showing up like most people think the devil is in a red jumpsuit with horns and a pitchfork, Instead of showing up like that, he shows up with enticements, distractions. He shows up with ways, his devices, so that he can try to pull you out of the safety of church. You know, if he can get a young person away from church and they spend more time with the world than they do in the church, he will start pulling them. Next thing you know, they, they quit serving the Lord. Did you know that if you're not careful, even we as adults, if we're not careful, the devil will give us other things to get involved in from going places to amusements to entertainment to hobbies 
And we'll want to do all of that instead of going to church. That's some of his devices. His devices are actually his perception or his purpose. And when we see his purpose and his thoughts and his ways and uh, that one thing, advantage, we don't want him to take advantage. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us uh, to overcome us or to make gain of us. I don't want him to make gain. So we don't want Satan to outsmart us. So we're not ignorant of his devices. Let's just talk about some of those devices. Some of the devices of the devil is division. Division is a big device that the devil has to use to bring down strong churches strong families, strong Christians. That's what division does. Even the state of Kentucky has the great seal, united we stand, divided we fall. This war that we're all in, that used to be an old song, there's a war going on and we all got to fight. Fight in this army of the Lord. Yes, I'm a soldier in this army of the Lord. Satan can get an advantage of us, gain of us, overtake us, overpower us if we are not focused on the battle. Don't let the the things that you once knew slip from your mind. I've heard people say, well, yeah, that's the way we used to live or that's the way we used to believe. I heard a preacher, and he was making fun, and he said, oh, that was back in the day when the church wouldn't let women cut their hair and, and all of that, and they couldn't wear pants and all of that. And and I thought, well, that's still the day we're living in. We're still living in that day. People have just ignored it. They've just ignored the word. Um, word hasn't changed. It hasn't changed since it was written. It hasn't been revised. I know that sometimes books get revised, Bibles get revised. You got the King James Version, then you got the revised version and all of that. But the word has never changed. And the devices of the devil have never changed. There's nothing new. He hasn't got any new uh, distraction, any new tool. He's still using the same old things, the same old tricks, the same old devices. Because people forget as time separates them and work separates them and busyness separates them, the next thing you know, we quit refreshing our mind with the Word of God. How many knows that we have to keep hearing the Word? That's how our faith is increased. But we got to keep hearing the Word to remember the Word. The way that you remember something is you keep repeating it. You keep hearing it over and over. You know, when you was little, and uh, now that you're old, you probably taught your children and your grandchildren to read, and you would you would show them a word, then you would say it, and then you would have them say it. And what they was doing there is making an association between what they saw 
what they heard and then what they were saying. We got to get back the association with the word of God. We got to hear what's being preached. We got to listen to what's being said. We got to hear what's being preached. And then we have to speak it back. Speak it back. If we're not careful, the war that's going on that all of us has got to fight in, if we're not careful, we will not want to fight anymore. We'll think we're we're too old to fight. We'll think we're too sick to fight. We'll think we're too distracted to fight. We'll think we're just not good enough to fight. But we got to stay focused and say, I'm going to fight. Everybody ought to say, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight this battle. I'm going to keep on being victorious in Jesus. It's victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. I'm going to be a fighter. I'm not going to be a coward. I'm not going to just run when the battle gets tough. I'm going to stand. Somebody shout, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand when things get tough. I know heaven is real and heaven is good, and I'm going to make it to heaven. So I'm not going to be ignorant of the devil's devices. I'm not going to let him get an advantage of me. I'm going to keep reading his word. I'm going to keep hearing his word preached. I'm going to amen the word even if I don't understand it. Why? Because it's the word. I thought about this, how important it is. Uh, the devil can bring a battle. I wrote this little note down. The devil can bring a battle on our north, south, east, and west. He can bring a battle on our worship. You know, sometimes it gets hard to worship in church when you're sitting there and you're tired and you've had a long week at work and you come to church and you say, boy, I sure hope Brother McKinney don't preach long. I hope he's got a 15-minute sermonette on his mind and we can go home and just kick back. Or you might be one of these people who says, boy, I hope he preaches something because I feel like praising the Lord. I feel like worshiping the Lord. I feel like getting involved in the service. I didn't come just to take up space, but I came to praise the Lord. I came to worship him. And I believe that is what we do at Pipeful Apostolic Church. We didn't just come to take up space. We just warming up. So the devil fights us and our battle is not each other but the devil it's evil it's problems financial problems family problems church problems we all fight the battle but you know what we fight the good fight of faith because we're not giving up we're not going to ignore the devices of the devil some people think, oh, I don't have to worry about the devil. I've got the Holy Ghost. You still got to worry about the devil. The devil don't give up. The devil is like someone without a job who all they do all day long and all night long is figure out how to steal from you, take from you, or to defraud somebody. That's the way the devil is. He ain't got no job except to defraud devour, steal, kill, destroy. 
That's his job. But you see, we, we got jobs and then we come to church. The devil don't take a day off. I'm going to say that again. The devil don't take a day off. We take days off, right? <laughs> we do. We take days off. We say, well, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go on vacation or I'm going to go here. or I just feel bad, so I'm not going to church. So we take a day off. But guess what? The devil don't take a day off. And that day we take off could be the very day that we become ignorant of one of his devices. Missing church is a device of the devil. Somebody ought to shout amen. Missing church is a device of the devil. Getting in a place to where you don't think you have to go to church and you say, well, I'll just watch it online. It's online every Sunday. I, I'll just stay home and watch it online. That's a device of the devil. Everything we mean for good, the devil's going to turn it around and try to make it something destructive, right? So instead of people coming to church, they say, I'll just stay home, watch it on the Internet. And then they don't even watch when it's church time. They say, oh, well, I'm busy. I'll watch it later tonight. You know what happens when you start doing that? You say you're going to watch it, and then you don't watch it at church time. And then you say, well, I'll watch it later because it's, it's on Facebook. It's archived, so I can watch it later. And then later you decide, oh, well, I'll watch it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, oh, I can't watch it tomorrow because i got to work. And next thing you know, you don't even get any word that week. You don't get any word that will help you battle the devil. That's why we got to keep reminding uh, ourselves of the word of God. You've got to hear what the preacher says. Uh, as Brother Scott said, you got to get in and run. You got to get in, stay in, and keep running. But let's look at some things here. I thought it was interesting uh, that, uh, you know, in uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11, that uh, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Look at what 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 8. It says, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he what may devour. He's looking for somebody who's not a praiser. Oh, you say praising ain't that important. Well, then why in the world did the Bible say, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord? Oh, well, worship ain't that big of a deal, pastor. Well, then why did the Bible say that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth? Well, speaking in tongues and getting in the spirit, that's that's not really that important. Then why in the upper room did 120 people appear to be drunk, and when they come out of there, they came out of there with power? You see, if we're not careful, we'll start ignoring the word of God and what it says to do because we got our own idea of what church is going to be like before we ever get there. Well, it's going to be, you know, the same old preacher, same old song, same old musicians. So we're just going to go. We'll put our time in. We'll go home. 
Then if you have a visiting evangelist, oh, man, we're going to have a visiting evangelist. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I can't wait to hear what's going to happen and all this. And we get excited. But we ought to be excited every day of our life. A worshiper, a praiser. We ought to love on Jesus. We ought to love on Jesus. We ought to just say, Jesus, hey, I love you. I love you, Jesus. In fact, I love you so much, I'm going to praise you today. I'm going to take a praise break. I'm going to worship you. You see, Satan can get an advantage of us. And uh, if we don't understand how he works, uh, he's, he's going to trip us up. He'll get us to thinking that 18 people's enough. 50 people's enough. 100 people's enough. And we'll say, well, look what we got. We got this and we got that. And we got a building. We got this. What about those souls that are lost? What is our purpose? Our purpose is to fight the good fight of faith, but we got to go out and win people to Jesus. How many backsliders do you know personally, and I know personally, that if they was to come back to the Lord, we couldn't put them all in the church house. We couldn't fit them all in our sanctuary. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying don't let the devil take advantage of you. Don't get so distracted that everything is about, you know, uh, what can I do? Where can I go? I need a vacation. I need a break. Uh, you know, if you need a break, I'll give you a Kit Kat bar. If you need a break, I'll give you a Kit Kat bar. But look at look at this. The first thing that I want us to understand is that this is not a game. It's a war. Going to church is not a game. It's not a club. It's not a game. It's not just something of a hobby. It's war. We got to go to war every service. What are we going to war for? For our loved ones, for the backslider, for those that used to attend Pipeful Apostolic Church, whatever name it was under, Tabernacle of Praise, Pentecostals of Pike County, Pipeful Apostolic Church, whatever name you want to label it at that point. How many people are out there that need to come home? It's a battle. Oh, they don't want to. It's a battle. I hope you ain't one of these parents that, that look at your kid when you get ready to say, hey, today's school day. Get up. It's time to go to school. And they say, no, I don't want to. And you say, okay, just stay home today then. You know, we can't let people just stay lost and stay backslid and stay divided and stay out there in who knows where? Some may be in churches they shouldn't even be in, and some may not be in church at all. Both as bad as each other. But you know what? It's a battle. It's a battle to get people to come to church. It's a battle to get people to come to an altar. It's a battle to get people to praise the Lord. It's a battle to get somebody to worship. Oh, it is. It's a battle. Everybody say, we got to fight. Come on, let's say it together. We got to fight. 
We got to fight. We can't be a coward. We got to fight. You know what 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 8 says as we put it up on the screen for you? Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9. Whom resist steadfast in what? The faith. The faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Everybody goes through the same thing. You might say, well, no, you're, my battle's different than yours, Pastor. I've got a big battle. You don't have to fight that battle. You know what? I have to fight every battle you fight. I have to fight every battle you fight. If there's 18 people coming, I have to fight every battle those 18 people fight. And so do you. Because we are our brother's keeper. Not only are we fighting individual battles, we're fighting for each other. See, every time that I pray for Pipeful Apostolic Church, I pray, Lord, keep them safe. Keep them saved. Keep them in church. Keep them together. Don't let them split apart. Don't let them grow distant. Don't let them grow cold. I pray the same thing for Cornerstone. But, you know, if we're not careful, we will just be focused on things that deal only with us. But now you need to understand the person beside of you may be faced with a battle. The person behind you may be faced with a battle. Because we can't be ignorant of the devil's devices. He don't just bother you. He don't just bother me because I'm the pastor. He bothers me because I'm a child of the king. We can have all sorts of titles. You can be Sunday school superintendent. You can be Sunday school teacher. You can be a deacon. You can be a pastor. You can be an evangelist. That don't mean a thing. He's after you because you are a child of God. So I want us to come together and understand that as we explore all of the devices that the devil has, we need to be victorious. We need to be overcomers. We need to be more than conquerors. We ought to come in with an attitude. I like what Brother Scott said. Brother Scott said, some things you got to say with an attitude. You got to say, get in, and you don't just say, yeah, get in. That's just like when somebody says, praise the Lord. We shouldn't be, praise the Lord. Or clap your hands unto the Lord. No, we should have an attitude with it. An attitude that says to the devil, I know your devices. I know you'd like for me to backslide. I know you would like to me, for me to give up. I know you would like for me to throw in the towel. I know you would like for me to just walk away. I know you would like for me to say I can't do it no more. I know you would like for me to say it's just too hard. But we ought to come in with an attitude and say, nope, I'm not giving up. I'm victorious. I am victorious. I am not going to be defeated. I am going to defeat the devil. Oh, God help us everyone 
to lift up our hands when we come into the house of the Lord and thank him that we we got to come into the house of the Lord another Sunday. This Sunday, even tonight, thank you, Jesus, that we got to come together on a Tuesday night for another Bible study. Oh, if we have the heart of worship and the praise upon our lips and we uh, are focused on Jesus, I said this, I think it was in the Daily iCast today. A lot of people says, well, I don't know if we'll be going through the mark of the beast. I don't know if we'll have to go through mid-tribulation or post-tribulation. I don't know what we have to go through. And, and I, I'm of this persuasion. I feel we're going to be raptured out of here before all that. But I'm also of this persuasion. If I've got Jesus in my heart and in my life, I don't have to worry about what's coming up on this earth. You don't have to worry. That's why when we read things in the Bible and see it coming to pass today, I don't fall apart and get all nervous and say, oh, what are we going to do? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to praise the Lord because he's coming soon. I'm going to worship him because he's coming soon. Oh, somebody give up praise unto the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost in this this evening. We got to clap our hands, all ye people. Lift up your voice with the voice of triumph. Sometimes we just call it in East Kentucky, hollering. <laughs> I live in a holler and I holler. So sometimes when I get to church, it sounds like I'm hollering. Some people says, preacher, when you preach, you sound like you're yelling. Well, that's what preaching is. Preaching's yelling and teaching's telling. <laughs> when you teach, sometimes you just got to, you know, go to a monotone voice and not get too excited, but I can't, I can't keep the excitement down whether I'm teaching or preaching. So I preach and teach together. So it's either treach or peach. I don't know which one it is, but you're going to get them both most of the time. So we need to have his praises upon our lips. The devil can't do nothing. He ain't got no device that works against the praiser. He ain't got no devices that works against a worshiper. He ain't got no devices that works against a child of God that knows his devices. We're not ignoring or ignorant of his devices. Well, let's look at what uh, Matthew, well, let's go to Revelation chapter 12, verse number 11. How do we overcome? Oh, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. We've got to start speaking the good things of Jesus. Woke up this morning with my mind, staying on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind, staying on the Lord. Well, I woke up this morning with my mind. Staying on Jesus, oh hallelujah, oh hallelujah, oh hallelujah. You see, we have got to come into the house of God with praise, wake up in the morning with praise, go to bed at night with praise on your lips. Why? Because the devil can't use any of his devices like division and devouring and robbing and stealing and killing and destroying and causing you to ignore the word of God. He can't use any of those devices as long as you are a worshiper and praiser. Ooh, somebody shout hallelujah. 
They loved not their lives unto the death. You see, you got to realize there's something greater than life itself. And that is Jesus Christ. And we got to make it to heaven. This life down here, yeah, we have sickness. We have disappointments. We have discouragement. We have depression. We have all sorts of stuff happen to us. But that is not going to keep me from being a worshiper, a praiser. Somebody who says, I love Jesus with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Well, the enemy... Back in the day, they would plant their foot on the neck of their enemy. And a lot of times they would either break their necks or they would chop their head off. That's how they took care of their enemy. Remember when David slew Goliath? He grabs Goliath's sword, which is way bigger than David could even hardly handle, climbs up on the chest of a giant, puts his foot in the chest of a giant, and then just chops his head off. And then he starts packing that big old head around. Look at my victory. People probably say, I don't want to look at your victory. Your victory's ugly. That's the ugliest head I ever seen. Look at my victory. Our victories don't look pretty to other people. Oh, I, I feel the Holy Ghost in this. Our victories don't look pretty to other people. Oh, why don't you ladies do something with your hair and you dress like a pilgrim and all this? Uh, well, you see, your victory don't look pretty to them. Oh, you men think that you can't wear this and go here and do that. And, uh, yeah, my victory don't look pretty to you, does it? Oh, I'm not worried about what my victory looks like to the world. I'm not worried about what my victory looks like to co-workers. I'm not even worried about what my victory looks like to another church. I'm looking at my victory and say, yeah, this big head, this big old bloody head of Goliath, it looks pretty to me because it's my victory. Oh, I could preach another hour. Somebody say, please don't. <laughs> Somebody say, please don't. I could preach another hour just on packing your ugly victory through town. Oh, there's people that looks at us apostolic, one God-believing people, and they say, you all look like a bunch of pilgrims. You all dress this way. You all ought to do something to become modernized and get progressive, and you ought to come into the 21st century. And I just look at those people and say, you don't understand my victory. You don't understand where the Lord brought me from. You don't understand what the Lord has done for me. You don't know like I know what Jesus done for me. Well, you don't know like I know what Jesus done for me. Well, you don't know like I know what Jesus done for me. What my Savior done for me. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. That's what he's done for me. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. That's what he done for me. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. It's what he done for me, what my Savior done for me. 
Carry your ugly victory to work with you tomorrow. Carry your ugly victory when you go to Walmart. Carry your ugly victory. People say, put that old big old head. David, put the big old head away. We know you killed the giant. No, I want you to see my victory. Because my victory is your victory. Ooh, my victory is your victory. Your victory is my victory. You know, when one hurts, we all hurt. Bible teaches us those things, right? That, you know, when, when one little finger hurts, the whole hand hurts. So when one member hurts, we all hurt. One rejoices, we all rejoice. So my victory, my big old bloody head victory, is your victory. Your victory is my victory. So when we see each other out in public, we see victory. I don't see defeat. I don't see suppression. I don't see, uh, you know, a a um, a um, brainwashing or uh, what other terms that the world tries to say we are. I see victory, victory over sin, victory over lust, victory over immorality, victory, victory, victory. Everybody say victory, victory. Well. Let's look and see what Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 18 says. And this is what it says. I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Why? Victory. David, that big bloody head, you're carrying that around like it's some trophy. It is. I've dressed modest. You dress like it's some big trophy or some big deal. It is. You ladies, you don't cut your hair and you let it grow as long as it will grow. You wear it like a badge of honor. It's my victory. It's my power. It's your glory. Oh, I know that we're living in a world that says it's not how you look, it's not how you dress, it's not this, it's not that. Well, show me your victory then. What have you got victory over? If you if there's no change in your life, what have you gotten victory over? You can't show me your victory if you ain't able to show me a change in your life. It changed David that day. Oh, he remembered the bear that he slew, and he remembered the lion he slew. But that victory over the giant changed him that day. You see, some victories just get you prepared for the bigger victory. Oh, you might have had a victory last year. You overcame this. You overcame that. This didn't destroy you. It about pulled you down. It about pulled you out, but you hung on. It prepared you for a bigger victory. So getting back to that big old head that David was <laughs> packing around, show the world your victory. Every time I raise my hands, I'm showing the world my victory. Every time I praise the name of Jesus, I'm showing the world my victory. He's my victory. He's my victory. 
He's my victory. Oh, we are overcomers. Second Timothy or first Timothy chapter six and verse number twelve, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before what many witnesses. Keep showing you victory. Satan has devices, but you got the victory. Satan has things he tries to use against you to make you stumble, discourage you, but you got the victory. Satan may try to show you some shiny objects out in the world. Wouldn't you like to play with these? Wouldn't you like to participate in this? You just say, I got the victory. I got the victory. There's a song you say, I, I got the victory, got the victory. Yeah, I believe we got the victory, right? Oh, I know you're living in a world that's Instagram approval, Facebook approval. I told Brother Scott we was uh, discussing. I got to close. I, I know it's late. Uh, me and Brother Scott was up to 2 o'clock that morning, Sunday morning. We was up 2 o'clock Sunday morning talking. And I was talking, and we was talking about how that, uh, you know, people want uh, preachers, but they don't want pastors, and they want uh, they want to, um, you know, uh, not listen to the preacher until they get in so deep they can't get out any other way. And then all of a sudden, oh, preacher, I need your advice. And I said, yeah, I said, here's what they should do. Instead of calling the preacher at 2 a.m. to come and pray for your loved one in the hospital. All those Facebook friends you've been hanging out with, missing church with, and, and carrying on with, call them. See if they'll go at 2 a.m. Pray for your loved one. <laughs> Brother, Brother Scott said, you're right. Well, people call me to come pray. I come and pray. But if you spend more time on Facebook, than you do in church and in the Word, something's wrong with your spirit. Something's wrong with your spirit. Your heart's not right. Well, you know, when we look, and I want to close with this, Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7 and 8, I have fought a good fight. That's how you not don't let the devices of the devil get a hold of you. You keep fighting the good fight of faith. You keep listening to the preacher. You keep listening to the word. You keep worshiping and praising. Finish your course. You're not going to make it to heaven if you don't finish your course. And keep the faith. And here's what he said. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, it's ain't a me only religion. <clears throat> I preach so much I've lost my voice. <laughs> this is not a me only religion, but unto all them that also love his appearing. Love his appearing. 
Satan has devices. He, he loves to discourage. He loves to dis disappoint. He loves to hinder, steal, kill, destroy, distract, get your attention off of the Word of God, pull you away from church, pull your kids out of Sunday school, pull your kids away from hearing the Bible stories. We still should read our kids' Bible stories. And all of these devices that the devil has still cannot prevail against the church. So we're not ignorant of them. We know when the devil's working, right? So we're going to come to church on Sunday, and we're going to be worshipers. We're going to be praisers. And we're going to magnify the Lord. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we close tonight. I want us to uh, ask the Lord to help us to always be aware of the devices of the devil. Always looking at what he's trying to do before he ever does it. Not being distracted, by all means, not being distracted, but knowing his devices. There's nothing you're going through right now that you can't get through. There's nothing you're going through that you can't get through with Jesus on your side. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have blessed us to study your word. I pray, Lord, that I have given your people the word they need for tonight. I pray that we will be worshipers and praisers and that we will stay focused on the battle before us and that we will be victorious. Lord, I pray that you would help somebody to understand that if they can get a grip on the seat in the church and stay put in church, they too can be victorious. Bring home the backsliders. Bring home those that once came to Pipeful Church. Lord, we'll give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Oh, he is holy. I'm glad I'm not ignorant of the devil's devices. The Lord has been so good to us and good to you today. He woke us up this morning, didn't he? Started us on our way. We've got our health. We've got, uh, you know, our uh, eyesight. We've got hearing. Uh, some have better hearing than others, but we still have hearing. You know what? I love the Lord. I love Pipeful Apostolic Church. I love you folks, and I hope that you understand that. And we're going to do some great things together. Amen. Well, with that said and done, it is time for us to uh, kind of, you know, get out of here and get some stuff done and let you get some stuff done for 10 <laughs> That's That's my bedtime. I don't know when yours is. But everybody have a great evening. Thank you for joining us. We are out of here.